Hey, I'm Elisha Voberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. We decided to not do an intro tonight because we're shaking things up because we're in a completely new location and we just needed to do something different. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll say it because, because I can. (laughs) Okay. This is like the most casual setting we've had for a podcast probably ever. Really? Oh yeah, you're right. We're We're lounging on the couch. We're like really laid back right now. We're both like, I have my feet up on a piano bench in front of us and we're sitting in the living room of our new house. Yes, that's an, that's an announcement. Yeah. Our kids are all asleep and it's not even midnight. It's just the whole thing is totally surreal right now, but it's, it's, it's baking hot in our house right now. So we're sitting here because there's a ceiling fan over us and there are windows in the living room and kind of blowing through to the kitchen. So we're trying to get some movement here because we are like sticky sweaty to this leather couch. Yeah. But I mean, before we dive into today's episode, we should catch everyone up on what's transpired over this last week. Oh my word. Where do we even leave you guys? So Katie mentioned that we're sitting in our new home and our new home is located in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh, it's North Idaho, like part of the panhandle of Idaho, and we're really excited to be here. Oh, you guys, it's just surreal. We've been here for less than 24 hours-ish. Well, right at 24 hours. Yeah. We got here around 8.30 yep. last night, Yeah, and it just already feels like home. Yeah. Uh, at least to me. How do you feel? Well, I'm I'm really happy Elisha's to be here. a little slower, I think, to make things feel like really home 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 yeah i think for the most part i'm just pretty quick i'm slower in general especially slower than you (laughs) that's true and so it's gonna take a while for me to adapt except for anything like running or physical uh but that said we're happy to be here and moving went really well i mean it was it really is a big deal moving we moved a state away it's about it was like a six like a six hour drive from where okay oh where we were living Sorry, I cut you off. I remember, though, where we left him last time. Okay. So we left you guys last time with me being really stressed out or potentially working through that stress, I guess, um, that we were not going to get the home. That's and it was right. kind of crazy because that weekend, I mean, that week on Thursday after last week's podcast, we drove over here to Coeur d'Alene to close. And Elisha and I were nervous going into the closing room you know we had to sign a million documents and then at the end we thought we were going to get a key and like do a final walkthrough and instead they just said okay we're going to resubmit this all to funding tomorrow we'll give you a call 
it was like so weird. Yeah, it was anticlimactic to say the least. Yeah, and it was so nervousing to then drive all the way back home yeah. and have no clue what was going on with the house because everyone we talked to, and I mean, Elisha's a realtor. You've closed with people when they do the signings. Uh-huh. Anyways, and then we drove by our house, or what we hoped would be our house, to see if, you know, we could just walk through because it was unlocked, and the previous owners were still here. There was like a dog in the garage and tons of stuff in the yard. So we just drove home. Uh, but the next day we did end up closing, which yeah. is pretty cool. So we closed on Friday. We didn't pack a single box until we closed. Are you going to fill in anything, Elisha? I feel like I'm monologuing and you're falling asleep. Well, over you're doing, there you're doing well. You're catching everybody up to date. Yeah, we I know, but I don't like just hearing my own voice for like 10 minutes. Oh, well, so we, our house closed on Friday. We packed up on Saturday and like Sunday morning. And then we left Sunday uh, right around noon and got here last night, Sunday night. And yeah. uh, Katie's uncle lives here already in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. This is like the coolest thing ever, actually. If you guys want ideas on how to be really awesome and generous to somebody. Yeah, generous, hospitable, all the incredible things. So, yeah, because we were driving all day with the big U-Haul truck and Katie was driving our Explorer and Wade got to our house before, Uncle Wade got to our house before we did and he and his wife had gone to Costco and bought a lot of food. I mean, not like, okay, here's food for a dinner or a couple of meals we're talking like a month's worth of groceries yeah at least like three weeks worth of groceries it's kind of crazy i was telling elisha like they got us butter for instance and they gave us the entire costco pack of butter like grass-fed the you real know, deal. it wasn't like they went for their own Costco shopping trip and right. were like, okay, we'll give them a stick of butter. We'll yeah. give them like, like that's, I think, what would go through my mind to do and I would think is really nice. But like, like grass-fed beef, they gave us like every single, like, I don't know, like eight pounds of grass-fed yeah. beef. Like tons of turkey and fish yes. and, and chicken. Nice cheese and yeah, nice bread. Like six, no, not six, three blocks of cheese. Yeah. Like anyways. It's kind of crazy, and it was so, so sweet, and we're just thinking of them for every single meal. Yes. It was so great. So they, Yeah, so we got to our, our new home, and our fridge was already full. Our pantry was full. That was seriously, like, the coolest thing ever. I know. I just I want the opportunity to do that to someone else now. Me too. Especially somebody nice I really gift. like. You know. <laughs> or someone you don't. If you don't like them, I feel like there's a better chance, like... They'll have rewards in heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You could feel really good about yourself here on earth, too. And they'd probably feel bad for, like, not liking you or... Just because you don't like them doesn't mean they don't like you. Usually when I don't like people. <laughs> We're joking. Like there's me. not really anybody that we don't like. That, that is I can think not of. true. I can't I think of anybody. Like plenty of people. I am a little, usually a little bit more agreeable than Katie is. What did you say? Well, I think Elisha says that about himself, but he does. I can think of people you don't like to. Uh, I, okay. I, I guess I'm less outspoken about it than you are. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> uh, uh, we love everybody, though. Even if we don't like them, we love them all. Yes. I do think that's important, like as a Christian, to love everyone, but you yeah. aren't called to like everybody. Sure. There are some personalities that just don't get along with as well with other personalities. And I genuinely have no one on my brain right now. I just know it's true. So I'm yeah, just being that's, honest. I'm, there's nobody on my brain either. That's why I'm, I thought I was <laughs> being honest too when I said honest. that there's nobody that I don't like. 
Uh, okay, so enough of the small talk. We're in What's Coeur d'Alene. What's podcast about if uh, it wasn't small talk? I thought we were just filling people in. Well, we're going to. And then, I mean, I think we're just going to give a quick recap on how grateful we are for the five months that we lived in the trailer. Yeah. Not because it was fun, not because, even though there was great times, we had fun times. Uh, but in general, if we were to talk about the last five months, I think Katie and I would both say they were the hardest five months, most challenging five months of our marriage thus far, and maybe even our lives. I would uh, say my life, for sure. Uh, from a circumstantial standpoint, it was it was extremely challenging for us. I think the combination of you know COVID hitting and me getting laid off from my work and us not knowing what the future was going to look like as entrepreneurs or in the real estate industry and then the house that we were closing on fell through you know and, and well actually we actually backed out of escrow on that one because of a couple of things that happened um and then we bought the travel trailer and moved into the travel trailer and we didn't really have a timeline we, well it was a huge blessing you were able to restart work too. Yes, I think less than a month after getting laid off, I was yeah. able to start working again. That was a huge blessing. That was a blessing. Um, but then I think about the same time I started work, we were still living in the trailer, re- and then we realized that we didn't have an exit strategy from the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, we knew we didn't want to be there in the fall. We told you guys that, but it wasn't like a living situation was going to fall on our head by September. Yeah. So we got a little restless and we definitely got discontent and, um, we were just uncertain as to what the future, like so many people, I mean, we're never certain as to what the future holds, but it felt all the more uncertain over those few months. And, uh, I think that the Lord, I know he used it in my heart to really let go of so many idols that I had. And, uh, I think so many things that I was holding on to with a closed fist, whether that be, you know, a career or what I thought was financial success or what I thought was materialistic success or mm-hmm. comfort or ease or leisure. You know, we had we had to cancel some trips like so many people that we were really looking forward to. We were going to go to New York City for our anniversary. We were going to hopefully go on a ski trip with Katie's family. And all of a sudden, we couldn't do these things that we were really looking forward to. And it was like, well... <laughs> We looked at each other. We didn't say this, but it, our attitude was almost along the lines of like, so like, what, what's there to be excited about? You know, like what we're living this life and what's there to be excited about? And uh, clearly that statement in and of itself or that thought is full of so many things that are not honoring to God and that are not thoughts or words of faith. And I think that the Lord revealed that to us. And I know I'm grateful that my walk with the Lord, my faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, and then me being able to walk and talk and actually have a living, breathing relationship with my creator because of the gospel has never meant more to me than it does now. Yeah, you guys have probably, I mean, since the shift in our podcasts and just it was such a big heart shift where I really feel like the Lord is just peeling back layers of who we were, what Elisha and I liked. Like the first part of the year, we've talked to you guys about this, but it was such a selfish year Mm. for both of us. And we were just trying to see what joy we could get out of the world. Like we're trying to like squeeze it like a lemon. Yeah. Like within our moral and biblical (laughs) boundaries, obviously. But it was not 
a fun place to be. And it was so challenging on us in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so unfulfilling. And you just really felt like, what's the point? Mm. What am I doing? What am I here for? And it was just so impactful to be there in the trailer and just not be able to do any of the things that I found joy in before. And Mm -hmm. then getting really sick, morning sick, and taking it to a whole other level Mm -hmm. of just to pillidation, I guess mm-hmm. for us. And just, it's so crazy in the, in these times, I know a lot of you guys can relate to this. It drives us into the Lord. Mm-hmm. It'll either drive us away or drive us into him. And it really just, uh, situationally, I guess had me sitting and reading my Bible so much. And the mm-hmm. Lord just ministered to me and just, put a whole new fresh desire for his word in my, in my life and just a whole new sensitivity on why I'm here and Mm. what I want to do and how I want to bring glory to the Lord or just not how I want to, just the fact that I want to bring glory to the Lord and however he sees that working out best. Yeah. And I think that's not something that I'd ever been able to say before. Mm -hmm. And it's just really cool. Like even being here in the house, you know, I had a lot of plans in the trailer when I was like, okay, once I'm feeling better, once I get a house, these are the things I had a list of things I was going to jump back into and things that were really big priority to me. And it's so crazy how just all these things have been on my mind. I've been working with a gal on like a website and, and product stuff behind the scenes so that when I moved here in this house, I could like hit the ground running. And I just got up this morning and just did not feel any peace. I've never felt any peace about doing this. It was so forced. It's so rushed. It was so many of my old habits, which are diving into just putting my own goals, I guess, before everything else in mm-hmm. my life, our family and, and what's best for Elisha and what's best for the kids. And really like shoving out time for God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I pack my life so busy and so full that it's like, I straight up don't have time to do this because I have so many deadlines. Mm-hmm. And anyways, I was just, I realized this morning, so many of my old tendencies coming back as soon as I had the opportunity wow. to exercise them. Wow. And it was so freeing to just be like, this isn't of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't feel a piece about it. I don't think Elisha's felt a piece about it. He's kind of been like, okay, like if that'll make you happy kind of a thing. (laughs) Um, But it just, I don't know. It's just so cool to be in that place where I genuinely feel open hands for everything in my life. And, And I just, I want to keep it that way. And I do want the Lord to continue pruning or drawing me back to those hard times if I stray from that. Mm. Um, Because I would much rather have a living, breathing walk with the Lord Mm -hmm. than going through the motions spiritually and trying to achieve everything that the world has to offer because it's so empty. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's crazy how when you when the Lord is working on your heart and when he's just giving you a different perspective, you you really start reading the Bible in a different way and different verses and I guess contexts really start jumping out at you. And I even think of how I used to read and even meditate and, and recite passages um, like Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, that we've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. And I would take that and think, okay, well, I'm fully equipped then 
to do what I want to do <laughs> to do <laughs> what, and I would, I wouldn't phrase it like that. I'd maybe say something like to do what the Lord's put on my heart or to fulfill these desires of my heart that I think the Lord's given me. Um, or we, I think of the, the passage, I, I think it's, um, actually, I don't know where it's at in, in the new Testament, but that we're more than conquerors through Christ. And, or I think of Philippians, I can't remember which part of Philippians. And this is a, you know, such a popular one that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And it's so fun when you're, I guess it can be fun to read those verses in light of our very selfish and individual goals in life. And I think that for 2020, I had goals that were business centered or that were, um, yeah, financial, you know, they were all over the place. And I don't think any of those things are bad. Katie and I are still, we love goals and we love having dreams and visions. Uh, but it's crazy how I was only looking at those Bible references through the lens of, really kind of like using God, using Jesus to help me get what I want. And when the Lord really started breaking me down and showing me that man, these things have become idols, first off, it made me realize the best thing that I can pursue is God himself. And if I want fulfillment, if I want peace, if I want all these things that I think were going to come from my worldly aspirations or ambitions, those are going to be, those are, because I, I mean, we all know the worldly ambitions. Those aren't not, those are never going to be fulfilled, right? We're never going to come to this place where we're like, oh, sweet, I accomplished my goals for 2020. I think I'll just be content the rest of my life. <laughs> That's not how it works. Um, but it's just crazy how just, I started reading the word and I started realizing that we are created for his good works. And that's, he's told us that so many times. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for unto his good works. Or, you know, it says in first Corinthians that we've been bought at a price. Glorify God, therefore, in your body. And the Lord really started revealing to me how he, it's so inappropriate for me to pursue my own glory. And it's fit, so fitting and so appropriate and so right for me to serve God to his glory. And for me to have an attitude that says, Lord, whatever you have for me, I know that you'll, you've given me all things that pertain into life and godliness so that I can do, so that I can, you know, I think it says again in second Peter's that we can, um, that we're a royal, royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people set forth to proclaim the glory of him that has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And it, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, but he's done it for his purpose. And I love that. And when I am excited about that, when I believe that, then the things of this earth grow strangely dim, you know, in the light of his glory and grace. And, uh, and there's so much more peace in our home. Yeah, there is. And it's so cool. Just the amount of conversations Elisha and I have had about the gospel and moving into this house, we know we're so prone to, obviously falling into certain traps of, you know, habits or communication. And one of the things that we were talking about when we drove home from signing all the documents, but we didn't have the house yet, it was like, wow, we have talked, we talked so long about these different, I guess, theologies and just like different things the Lord was teaching us. And we listened to Christian podcasts and we're discussing the topics they covered. And we were like, wow, our conversation, our conversation in the trailer has changed so drastically Mm -hmm. from even six months ago. Mm -hmm. 
we would never talk about these things. We never get excited about them. Mm. Maybe we'd like try to force something we are kind of learning, but it wasn't just like a f- steady flow for hours and, and hours yeah. on a, on a road trip. Right. It was comp- in something we were genuinely just excited to keep talking about and mm-hmm. keep learning about. And that's just something that I really want to have going into this new season where it is more comfortable for mm-hmm. us. And, what are Elisha and I talking about? Our conversations shifting back to just really being materialistically focused. Is that what the majority of the things we're talking about? Is, I hope not. Yeah. yeah, I really don't want that to be the case. And I think of that verse in Matthew twelve thirty four. I'm just going to read the last part of it. But it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And when you're excited about something, you talk about it. That's something my mom always used to tell us. And she's like, you could tell where your heart is by what what gets you excited and something moving back into this well not back i guess back into a home but into our first home that we own something that's just really been on my heart and mind is not listening to any of the secular podcasts that i dropped about halfway into our trailer time Mm -hmm. i dropped them because they were no longer applicable to my lifestyle a lot of them are business centered and did those people have awesome business advice yes but I think something that I never realized before was how even someone who's teaching straight up on business has such a worldly perspective and how that will influence you in Mm -hmm. ways you do not even know because someone who is a secular someone who is secular and doesn't believe in Christ, their only hope is here on earth. Mm-hmm. So when they're telling you to sacrifice now or make certain sacrifices now so that you can reap maybe financial rewards later, but it's not based in a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. then you're going to be tempted to sacrifice your marriage, mm-hmm. to sacrifice your kids, to sacrifice maybe your identity. Like for me, my identity is a woman in Christ and what Christ is calling me to. Maybe he's calling me to do things like stock other people's fridges and right. have time to just during nap times, read the Bible for two hours, mm-hmm. you know, not build my millions. Mm-hmm. He has a different value system. And I really, I didn't realize how hardcore I'd bought into a materialistic worldly value system because of the people I was listening to. Yeah. Like you said, if secular people only have hope for this for this earth and this earth alone and so therefore and, and so it kind of makes sense that they get really good at maximizing living here, living yeah. here. it's <laughs> like wow you're so good at business you're so good at building an empire and uh, you're like well that's all you can hope in that's all you can think about and uh when when your mind shifts to an eternal perspective and that you're building an eternal kingdom and that it's not a flesh and bone and it's not materialistic and it looks so much different than what this world looks like. You know, success is, is gauged on such a different, I guess, level. Uh, then you're really, I think your mind, it does approach business. It approaches family in such a different way. And Katie, I, I, the exact same thing has happened with me as I stopped listening to different real estate or business or money podcasts that, again, great insight into business or finance, um, but they were secular and the effect that it had in more than just my finances was unfortunate. You know, maybe there was a positive effect in my business thinking, but it's never worth it if it's going to carry over into other aspects of your life in a secular way. 
Yeah, anyways, and obviously, I, Elisha and I both grew up, actually, we, we are really blessed to be in families that are very successful uh, here on earth, and I still would love to be <laughs> successful here financially, but I guess it's just a different perspective. It really, it's not, the outcome is so different, I guess, when you just have your hands open before the Lord, and yeah. you aren't trying to force doors open and are just driven by determination and sheer willpower yeah it's it's different when you're at peace with the lord and are walking in what he would have you walk in right and that's just where the true abundance of blessing comes in every area of life so anyways these are just like things that we're talking about and throwing around and i feel like you know this podcast has been all over the map but we just we really wanted to fill you guys in and just tell you where we're at right now i guess yeah and we're we're thrilled to be in a home we're thrilled like katie said we still have a lot of things we want i mean i think we want to be financially successful you know i want to be fit and healthy i want to make this home a great place to to live in Mm -hmm. uh but i think we're just we want those things with a much more open hand and uh, and what we what we want most of all is to glorify god we want him to get the glory and we also truly want to be submitted to his will for our life um, and I think as we're setting roots here in this new home and we're setting roots in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, we're more excited than ever to continue this podcast. Um, just being in a home, I feel like just gives us more energy and more practical time. I mean, like the fact oh, that the kids are yeah. sleeping in different rooms right now and we're able to talk with our normal voices is pretty yeah, I awesome. I mean, we're not like in the car in the dark. We didn't have to hire a babysitter to record this podcast. Yeah. Like, I mean... We've hired a babysitter for like three hours a week. Yeah, just to do the podcast. Just to do the podcast, you guys. We love talking to you that much. Yeah. So. We like talking to you even more now because it's more logistically doable. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everything in in life. I told Elisha, I made turkey sandwiches today. And I was like, it is crazy how making this in the trailer would, I would feel like I just accomplished this great feat. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, it felt like I was making a full-blown meal, and I was like cold-cut sandwiches in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But and like here, it's just it, it's not a big deal to make breakfast. It's not a big deal to make lunch. Smells aren't overpowering. It's just like yeah, it's in, it's incredible. Yeah, a home the is a gift. gift. It is a house. It's we're really and I realize we're in America, and pe- like there's so many people who would be stoked to have a trailer over their heads. Yeah. Um, but I'm really stoked right now to have a house over mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really grateful for this house too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you have it. If any of you folks are interested in moving to North Idaho, message us. We'll tell you all about it. Give you all the good facts. You guys, there are so many good restaurants here and good hangout spots. It's just a beautiful spot. There's lakes, rivers. If you're not familiar with Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, look it up. It's really awesome. Weird. Good luck. Good luck spelling it. I, I've I live here now and I still barely know how to spell it. <laughs> I know. I think I could spell it C O U E R space little d apostrophe capital A. Elaine L E N E. Yep, nailed it. Nailed it. So yeah, there you have so. it. <laughs> have fun with that one. And yeah, you should probably move here quick though because it's really hard to find houses. Yeah. And they're going up. 
rapidly. Yeah. That's your real estate tidbit for the evening, folks. Yeah. If you want more real estate insight, you can talk to me because ac- I actually am doing real estate here. So. <laughs> Yeah. So that was a straight up business plug. It was. We should turn that into an ad. I think it was. You mean you need to turn it into an ad? It just was. <laughs> you do ads without trying. No, we're genuinely such huge fans of the area, though. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're big fans. Okay, folks, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. We really hope to encourage all of you folks. We hope to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to make much of make much of him, you know, to God. It's only right when God gets the glory. And so we want to be able to shine the light on his goodness. Yes. Love you guys. And I'm excited about next week. I mean, we're kind of a little bit bush this week, uh, but I'm, I'm really excited about next week. Me too. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>